All right, everybody, welcome. Glad to have you guys here. All right, glad to, yeah, you guys good to be, yeah, good, good. I'm glad you guys are happy to be at New Life today. Awesome. Hey, that video was for all the men, okay? That was for all of you. Just, just a heads up, next week's a special week, all right? It's a special week. Hey, glad to have you guys here with us. Uh, I want to say a big hello to everybody who works with us at our North Platte campus as well. Today is going to be an exciting day. A really exciting day. How many of you guys heard that we're going to make a special announcement today? Who heard that? Did you hear we're going to make one? Okay. All right. It's going to be good for the three of you that have social media. Great. Glad to see. Glad to see that that's all working really well and strong. Glad to have that. Hey, well, here's one of the things. We've got 28 people that are taking a radical step of faith and being baptized in water today at New Life Church. That's exciting, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, 28 people? Wow, we just had like 24 people, it feels like three days ago. So there's a lot of people that are making a commitment to follow Christ. We've got a lot of great things happening at New Life right now. New people are walking through the doors, water baptisms are happening. That means many people are, you know, declaring Christ as their Lord and their leader, the Savior of their life. People are growing in maturity uh, we know that because there's a lot of you that have taken a bold step of trusting God with your finances and saying, God, I'm going to do what your word says. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give you that first 10%. And then on top of that, we're giving to kingdom builders. And it, it's just been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. You know, we've seen a lot of new kids and new teens walking through the doors. Um, we're seeing new life groups come online because we need more people, you know, so we can just keep making disciples. And on top of all of that, like the cherry sitting on top of all of that is this year in 2019, we have a record amount of people that are going to be going on a global outreach trip this year from our church being sent out in Nebraska and around the world to share the good news of Jesus, Jesus with people. And I'm just telling you right now, that's exciting for a church to see, to see a record in that area. Um, so we believe that healthy things multiply. That's what we believe here. We believe that on a microcosm. We believe a healthy person spiritually goes and makes a disciple. That's multiplying. Okay, we believe even in our life groups. Healthy life groups, they grow, they empower people, and for the sake of the kingdom, they go and they make more room, right? And healthy life groups even multiply. And we also believe that healthy churches multiply. That's just how we see it. Now, in multiplication, there's a number of different ways to do that. One of the ways that some churches multiply is that they launch another service time. Okay, we've done that as well. Others will knock down walls and build larger auditoriums. We're getting ready to do that in North Platte. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to multiply. One of the ways that we feel like God has strategically called us to be a multiplying church is that we go and we plant new churches in rural hubs around the Midwest. So far, right now, we are one church in two locations, right? We're in Kearney and we're in North Platte. One church, two locations. But I've got exciting news for you today. How many of you guys want to hear about where our third campus is going to be going? You guys want to hear that? Well, it's not Kearney, okay? You can cross that one off the list. It's not North Platte. But if you really want to see where it's going to be, then I'm going to say this to my tech guys. Let's reveal where our third campus is coming. Take a look, guys.
It's Ogallala. It's Ogallala. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. I know you thought it was going to stop over Antarctica. I got it. You were like, that's the craziest move I've ever heard in my life. Uh, go down there and reach some penguins for Jesus. But instead, instead it's Ogallala. And that's, uh, that's an exciting day, guys, that uh, God's really called us to this moment. There's already, uh, we already have a facility out there. There's a small group of people that have just been you know, tenacious in their faith. And they've been trying to keep a church together without a pastor. And they've been, you know, just working, working themselves to the bone. Uh, they've been coming together on Sundays and, and preaching. And they kind of share the preaching role a little bit. Uh, most of their worship has been done off of a, a CD or like YouTube. And they would just display a YouTube song and they'll just sing with it. So today we have Pastor Chris out there. We have my wife out there leading worship. We have some tech people from our North Platte campus that are helping to make that happen. We're going to meet with them tomorrow and kind of walk through the game plan. Basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to bring the Sunday uh, worship experience. We're going to close that. We're going to move into home church life group kind of model, which is our church really built on that. And then between now and the end of September, September the 29th is what we've kind of targeted as a launch date. God willing, that date might have to change. There's a lot of variables in there, okay? This is just our best planning. Man has his plans, but God has his ways, right? That's straight out of God's word. We want to follow God's way, but we got to make our plan. So our plan is to plant this and launch it and bring it brand new, new life in Ogallala on Sunday, September the 29th. And our hope is that we would reach hundreds of new people for the cause of Jesus Christ. And just again, like we've done in North Platte, just again, see lives transformed, see people find Jesus and see their lives changed. That's what we're wanting to do. So I need you to pray with me about that, okay? First off, pray with me that we, we find a campus pastor, the right one. Uh, we've got some people that are in the pipeline. We're looking. We're just trying to discern, but we need that, okay? We need to look, we need to look for that. Pray for the people of Ogallala as they go through this transformation. We've been working on this for months. It's taken a long time to work, to work this out and just to follow God. You'll hear more about that at the wrap-up of my message. But as we launch more campuses, it's what drives a day like today. If you're wondering why does it say, I don't know where that slide is, where my hold slide is, guys. If you're wondering why it's SUM campus days, it's because today is the day where we are focused on uh, our partnership that we've made with a Bible college and a theological seminary so that we can start offering biblical bachelor and ministry degrees as well as master degrees and soon to roll out somewhere in the near future um, um, a doctorate as well in ministry. We're going to be able to offer that right here at our Carney campus and soon at our North Platte campus as the facility you know, increases and we have the space and the students to be able to roll it out even in a multi-site model. Uh, so we're really engaged at raising up the next generation because we're planting churches and we need pastors to be able to go that are equipped and qualified that can go and make a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to thank you for a second, because if you're a kingdom builder, if you're a kingdom builder here at Kearney or in North Platte or online at our online campus, if you're a kingdom builder, you're helping to make this happen. We're using kingdom builder dollars to help us fund the expenses in-house 
that cause us to empower the next generation, future Christian leaders, to send them out to plant new churches here, but also to go and be pastors of other churches, to be missionaries in other continents, to be evangelists, right? To be our campus pastor, youth pastor, worship pastor, children's pastor. We just want to be a church that sees people raised up, empowered and equipped and sent out to do the work that God's called them to do. Amen. That's the kind of church we want to be. And that's, that's basically coming alongside someone who's heard God's voice. They've heard the call and now they want to follow the call. And that's really what I want to talk to you over these next few minutes. Over these next few minutes, I want to talk to you about what does it look like for you to hear God's voice and to take action on it? Two, two great examples already that we've just brought up. It, it takes a lot, guys, to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to hear God's voice on what to do with a, with a third campus, and then to actually take action on it. There's a lot behind that. You just don't flippantly do those things. And then... This takes a lot for a person to have faith to say, yeah, God's calling me, okay? God's calling me to ministry, and then the faith to take the step and go, you know what? I'm going to have to make a sacrifice. I'm going to have to make a sacrifice to, to do that. And uh, there, there's a lot that goes into all of this. And so that's what we want to talk about today is hearing the voice of the Lord. But before I do that, to help you better understand this SUM connection because God might be speaking to you about being a part of SUM and following his call in your life. I just want you to take a moment and watch this video with me. Are you called to full-time ministry, afraid you can't pay back student loans when you finish Bible school? Think again. Get a Bachelor's of Biblical Studies in just three years from an accredited college with little to no debt at sum.edu. Visit sum.edu right now. If you know you're called, don't put it off sum.edu. But if you're called to the ministry, you won't be able to do anything else. I came to SUM because the second I heard about it, I knew it was God leading me here. SUM has taken its 25-year-old accredited Bible college and deployed it worldwide via a network of cohort churches that service SUM satellite campuses. This revolutionary model saves thousands in operating costs and helps SUM keep tuition low and quality of education and mentorship high. I came to SUM because I believe they've really found the best marriage between the classroom and the real-world ministry aspect. Enroll today at sum.edu. So what does it look like if you feel like God's called you or you hear God's voice to take action in one way or the other? It may not be feeling called to full-time ministry. It might just be, you know, God's leading and his voice on what job you need to be in. Right? If you're single, who, who to marry? Um, and on and on and on. Big decisions that have to be made with your finances or whatever. What does it look like to hear God's voice, hear it well, and then take action on it? So today we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel is a book in the Old Testament. There's 1 and 2 Samuel. But 1 Samuel really kind of starts out and gives us an account of a prophet that God's raising up to be his voice piece to his nation. And that's what God would do in the Old Testament. He would use a prophet. He would speak through the prophet to the people. And 1 Samuel kind of starts this journey out where Samuel is, he's born and then he's dedicated to the Lord and he's brought to the temple where Eli is the priest. Eli and his two sons, they're the priests. 
and they're running all of the ministry that the Lord's asked the priest to run, and that Samuel now comes in as kind of a disciple, and Samuel's being trained up underneath the tutelage of Eli. So in 1 Samuel chapter 3, you've got these two main characters, Eli the priest and Samuel the young man. The first century historian Josephus believes that uh, that Samuel was probably in 1 Samuel chapter 3, around 11 years old. I want you to keep that in mind with me. That as we read through this story, we're talking about an 11-year-old and that Eli is old. I mean, he's up there in age. Um, in fact, when it starts out, the scripture it starts talking about that he's so old, basically, that he's become blind and that he, can't, he can hardly see. So I want to take you to this passage in 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 2. We're going to read through verse 10. If you don't have a Bible with you, if you don't have version, the scriptures will be on the screens at both of our campuses. So here's what, here's what it says, right? Let's read it together. It says that one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel, yes. Samuel replied, what is it? He, <coughs> excuse me. He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called again, Samuel. And again, Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard a message from the Lord before. He's 11 years old, guys. So the Lord called a third time and once more. Aren't you glad, oh, by the way, the Lord called a third time. Aren't you glad that God doesn't give up calling us when we don't hear him the first time? That's good news. <clears throat> so the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then it dawned on Eli. Then he realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel ran off, I guarantee you. And he went back to bed. And the Lord came and he called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Today, out of this passage, if you want to be somebody that hears God's voice in a way that you can now take confident action on it, there's a few things that stand out to me from this passage. And they should to you as well. First, that we all need an Eli in our life. We all need this coach in our life that will help us to understand and to discern what is God saying to us. Now, this person should not become God's voice to us, but this person should be helping us to discern what God's saying. Because look, here's the deal. All of us live busy, fast-paced lives. All of us. It doesn't care. I don't care what your job title is. It doesn't matter to me what you do. It's just a fast-paced world that we tend to live in. And we can get into the groove of missing God's voice all the time. You can go weeks, months, and years and say to me, I don't know that I've heard God's voice in that length of period of time. So everybody needs someone that's going to help them discern what is God's voice saying to them. For me in my life, my parents have served in that role. They served in that role when I was a kid. But they continue to serve in that role. I am just a, a man that, that still believes God's word to be true, that I'm supposed to honor my mother and my father. I should honor them while they are alive. I should still honor them even when they pass away. 
I don't let my mom and my dad be my, my voice of God to me, but I definitely have brought things to them over the years and have sought their advice and said, help me discern, what do you sense God saying in this? Okay, what do you sense God saying? My spouse, Kim. Kim is no prophet. She is a comedian, right? <laughs> my wife has helped me in so many different ways, times of which she didn't even realize that God was using her to help me discern what God's saying. There are other times when I think she's truly felt like, wow, this is a moment and I need to say this to Jeff. And she's done that and she's been direct, right? And she's been straightforward with me on those moments. And there's other times where she's just been dreaming with me and then all of a sudden it's something that comes out of her mouth that helps me go, all right, I got it. I understand what the Lord's been saying to me. Peers have helped me, just like peers have helped you. Other pastors on staff here have helped me discern what the Lord's saying. Other pastors around our state and nationally that I network with have helped me do that as well. And, you know, last but not least, a spiritual mentor. Someone that is older than me, like Samuel with the Eli. Bob Wine, former pastor of this church, has been that kind of a man for me for many, many years. Um, over two decades of my life served as a spiritual mentor, and I can't thank him enough for his continued investment into my life. You know, but, you know, I want you to look at the benefits of having someone like that in your life. I just want you to look at it for a minute. Remember what verse 8 said about Eli. It said this, Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Who realized the Lord was speaking first, Samuel or Eli? Okay, that was a trick question. You got it right. Good job. Eli, it just said it, by the way. So Eli notices it first. I mean, how many times, can you just be like honest with me and put your hand up if this has ever happened? How many times have you ever been talking to somebody and they said to you, could happen once in your life, okay? If it did, put your hand up. They said to you, you know what I think? You know what I think is going on right now in your life? I think God's trying to speak to you. Has anybody ever had somebody say that to them? My hand's up. You got, I'm putting my hand up right now, and my hand's not, this is not, you can put your hands down. My hand is not up from something in the past. My hand is up right now from something even as being the pastor of this church. And you would go, what? Your hand's up? Like, Someone else told you, Jeff, while you've been the lead pastor of our church, hey, I think God's trying to speak to you, and you didn't recognize it first? I thought that was your job description. I didn't know what God's saying all the time. I didn't know what's happening. Well, guys, look, God is God, and I'm just a man. I got a title. I, I, I believe that title comes with an anointing, right? And I do believe God does speak to me. I do believe that. I've heard his voice many, many times. So that I can take, you know, serious steps that need to be taken. But I am, I am a man. And there have been moments in my life where I'll be speaking with another friend or a peer or a spiritual mentor. And they'll go, I think God's trying to speak something to you, Jeff. And I always at those moments want to go, ah, oh, why didn't I see that? But guys, we're better together. It's not a weakness. It's never a weakness when you got somebody close enough to you that can say, I think God's speaking to you. How could that ever be a weakness? It's not a weakness, it's a strength. When you got the right people around you that will help you see, hey, God's speaking to you. And this is exactly what Samuel is doing, or this is exactly what Eli is doing for Samuel. He's coming to him with that same thing. God's speaking to you. So it's important to have an Eli in your life. 
There's some other benefits, though, of having someone more mature helping you walk through life. And it shows up in verse 16 and 18. So just a second before we go there. So here's what happened at the end, right? Eli sends him away, says, hey, look, if God's speaking to you, then say, your servant's listening, here I am. And that's exactly what Samuel does. But look what happens the next morning. Take a look at verse 16. But then the next morning, Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son, here I am, Samuel replied. You know what I love about just that one verse? How long did it take Samuel to learn what God's voice sounded like versus Eli's? One night, one night, right? Here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything and may God strike you and even kill you if you hide anything from me. Now, look, if you come into my office, I guarantee you I'm not going to give you that line, okay? <laughs> I, will not, I will not give you that line. Don't worry about that. It's going to be a much, it's not going to be as hostile as that moment, right? So Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold anything back. Of course not, right? He's 11 years old. He just got scared by the, the old creepy guy that can't barely see. It is the Lord's will, Eli replied. Once he heard what God had spoke, Eli goes, it's the Lord's will. Let him do what he thinks is best. Look, here's the reason why you need an Eli in your life. Because of our fast-paced lives, we need somebody that's constantly in our face going, saying these words. Hey, what's God said to you lately? I guarantee you, you get somebody near you that will ask you, what, God, what is God saying to you lately? And you'll start desiring to hear his voice more. Because let me just tell you how awkward it is when you have that friend and you walk into their office and you sit down with them and they look at you and they go, what's God been saying to you lately? And you go, uh, uh, he loves me. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, mm, I get it. Like you haven't been seeking him, have you? See how powerful an Eli can be? Just one person that's asking you, what's God saying to you? You need one of those guys. But then at the same token, you need that person that can help confirm what God's saying. That's what Eli does. When, when Eli says, it's the Lord's will, here's what happens for Samuel. Oh, I heard God. I really heard God. My mentor is telling me that's the Lord's will and that whatever the Lord's will is, is going to be good. Because here's what happened, guys. Read the story. God came to Samuel, 11 years old, and tells him, hey, the, the old priest and his two sons have been sinning against me. I'm getting ready to remove them. At 11 years old. You know what 11-year-olds are doing today? Playing Fortnite. See? Told you. See? I know the younger generation. <laughs> I'm hip like that. But 11 years old, carrying that kind of weight, guys, was serious. So for him to know, God spoke. It's going to be good. And he confirmed it. We all need somebody like that in our lives. But then Eli, he goes on and he gives Samuel these. And remember the instructions he gave him? He tell him, look, say this. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. That's something that we need to take home from this message. We need to be people more often than we are coming before the Lord, quieting ourselves, getting our heart right before God, and saying these words, 
Speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. We got to position ourselves to hear him. But here's the good news. You miss it the first time. How many times does God try to speak to Samuel? How many times? Oh, who says three? Who says four? Okay, four is correct. If you got three, maybe next time, all right? (laughs) Maybe next time. You'll get another chance at another sermon. He speaks to him four times. Guys, look at what does that tell you about God? Doesn't that tell you that God is gracious? Doesn't that tell you that God's trying to pursue you? Doesn't that tell you that God won't give up on you? That's what it tells me. It tells me God is faithful and God is serious about delivering his word to our heart. That's who he is. We have to keep putting ourselves in a position to simply say, here am I, Lord. I'm your servant. Speak to me. What is it that you got to say to me today? We don't do that enough. Guarantee you start practicing that behavior and carving out some time just to simply say, God, here am I. What do you want to say? And you'll start hearing God's voice more often than not. But I want you to look at what happens at the end of the chapter. At the end of chapter 3, this is what it tells us in verse 21. That the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh. This is where they were living. Shiloh is just a physical location where the temple was at, the tabernacle was at. And, And there, the Lord continued to appear there, right? And there, God revealed himself to Samuel through his word. It's like God kept showing up. It's like guarantee what happened that night for Samuel was that he got this internal hunger. Like, wow, that's exciting to hear God's voice. That's exciting to be confirmed that it's God's voice. For Eli to tell me, good job, man. You heard his voice, right? I mean, there's something about that that gets a slightly bit addictive. I want more of you. I want to get closer to you. And God just was faithful. He kept showing up and showing up. I'm telling you guys, God is looking for the hungry to feed them. God's looking for the thirsty to give them drink. I'm talking about spiritual right now. I'm not talking about physical. That when we're spiritually hungry for God, he does something supernatural in our lives. When we're spiritually thirsty for God, he tends to show up in powerful ways. So the third way to hear God's voice And to know it is that God's voice is heard through his word. It's heard through the written word that we have now, and it's heard through the spoken word of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have the written word. Samuel didn't have that. God uses that word to speak to us, and if we'll dig into it, he'll deliver it. You dig in, he'll show himself. But he also wants to speak to you just personally through the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's how God wants to work in our lives. So let's bring this full circle all the way back to the intro of the message. It takes a lot of sensitivity to try to follow the voice of God and discern, like, okay, where are we going to plant another campus? I've been actively praying and frustrated for a long time that we were unable to plant another campus and that we've got North Platte four and a half years in and going, God... This is the vision, like, when are you going to let us run with it? And in that time period, I did a lot of study. I researched 
Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, um, the eastern part of Wyoming, the eastern part of Colorado, Kansas, uh, western parts of Iowa, western and southwestern parts of Minnesota. I went searching in all of those states, looking at communities that are rural hubs that meet our criteria, searching for the, the data on those communities, the economic status on those communities, the demographics on those communities, specifically looking at the spiritual pulse of that community. Super easy today. You've got, a, you've got the internet. Go search the churches. Look at those churches. See what they're doing. See which ones seem to be alive, right? See which ones seem to have life to them. And I searched all over the place and I came up with my short punch list of communities. And then I started looking at those communities more closely. And I have a couple of communities that I'm just going to say to you right now, they are a way better place to go plant a campus than Ogallala. That's not negative about Ogallala. I'm just telling you, this is what you and me do. We do all of our work, then we get frustrated when God doesn't open the door, and then we wonder and we start doubting, is the vision even the right vision? Start doubting God's provision, start struggling with it, and you start saying to God what I said to God. God, I got a community, look at this community. Look how big it is. Look how void it is of spiritual impact. God, I mean, come on, we can go plant there tomorrow, it'll be awesome. And we start trying to convince God on what his plan ought to be instead of, here am I, I'm the servant, I'm listening for your plan. It's easy, it's easy for all of us. I'm not saying that all the work, diligent work was wrong. I'm just saying this, that we do all of our work, but in the end, God has his ways. So when Ogallala started coming on the scene, we started to do the dance with it. Okay, well, it meets all the requirements. It's a rule hub. We sense God is going, I called you to rule hubs. Well, now we got to discern, God, did you call us to this one? And so we start interacting, you know, with the people. And over a series of months, months, I've been out there multiple times personally. Other people that are leaders in our district have been out there multiple times working to love the people and help navigate this to a point where, you know, is there any other option other than, you know, a, a new life coming in and, and making it one of our campuses and we explored all those. Will a pastor go, right? Is there some other option? No, there was no other option. God kept closing the doors on all the other things and God kept saying to me, Jeff, I called you to this. You keep walking through the doors as I open them. Be faithful to me and that's what we've done. We just kept walking through the doors until we're at a point today where I can say after months, guys, I'm confident God's called us to Ogallala. That's what, that's what I can come to. I can be confident because I followed the process. I laid down my desires and picked up God's heart. And that's what we're all going to have to do in listening to the voice of God so that we can take radical steps for God. So here's how it's going to roll out. right? We're going to let North Platte. Be the, be the tip of the spear. We're gonna let them be the leader in planting this next campus, but they're not, we're not gonna let them plant it alone. They know what it's like to be a great campus. They're a great campus. They have a, a huge appreciation for what the Carney campus did to help them become who they are today. And they would tell you that to their face, but it's time for them to be able to step up and lead and take the lead like we took the lead for North Platte and we're gonna get behind them and we're gonna support them. We might have more people that go out there, but they're gonna be the tip of the spear and they're gonna go out and they're gonna make it happen and it's gonna be really exciting. So with that said, we're gonna do something unique here to wrap up the message. I'm gonna turn the sermon over to Pastor Dave in North Platte 
Dave's going to talk to you guys about what it means to be the tip of the spear and to take the lead on this. We're proud of you. We love you. And I'll see you guys really, really soon. So God bless you guys. So what does that mean for us here at Kearney? It means this. We birthed North Platte. North Platte became a peer with us. Now North Platte is going to go and plant another campus, and they're going to take the lead on it. I'm a grandfather of six grandchildren. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm going to tell you this right now. You're getting ready to experience something spiritually that is awesome. The Carney campus, you're getting ready to become a spiritual grandparent as we work together to see God do something amazing in Ogallala. Let that join in with us. Get on board with us and let, let God stir something inside of your heart and let him mature you, right? Don't be a stagnant person sitting on the sidelines. Jump in with this thing and let's join behind North Platte and let's together go make something happen that we could never do alone. It's really truly like a spear. Like you got the tip of a spear, the tip of a spear alone in battle, like throw it like a ninja star, it's not gonna do much damage. But you put a shaft on it, right? The shaft, the weight of that shaft is what propels that head and it causes damage to the enemy. The shaft, guys, is us better together. The shaft has a lot to do, the mass of it has a lot to do with the Carney campus. And when we get behind that, that tip of that spear and we all go into Ogallala together, I'm gonna tell you this right now, the enemy flees, people find Jesus, people, lives are changed, you know, revival takes place. So we're gonna get on board with that and get behind it. So here's what I wanna to say to you. Boldly, we need people to join the, the launch team. Okay, if you've ever felt called, ever in your life, to live on a lake, and serve the Lord at the same time, God might just be calling you. That would, that would, that's a good moment to say this. Your servant's listening, Lord. <laughs> Speak. You see what I'm saying? If you're at that stage of life, let me also say this boldly. If you in the next number of months, I would say this, in the next year or two years, if God gives you an opportunity to take a job in Ogallala, don't, don't quickly brush it off. Take it super serious. It might just be the Lord speaking to you to move out to that community and help us see people find Jesus and lives changed. God might be asking you to be a part of it, even though you're not a called minister. So don't brush those things off. You with me on that? So be praying with us. We need a lot of prayer. God's opened the door. We're walking through it, but that, not, that does not make it easy. We got some big challenges ahead of us. But we can confidently say this. God spoke and we said, here am I, Lord. Your servant's listening. And by the way, here am I, send me. And that's the kind of church we are. So today, we're gonna wrap up with this. We're gonna celebrate people that heard God's voice and they're taking the step of water baptism. 28 people in all, in, in all of our services at Kearney and North Platte, and they've heard the voice of God and they're taking the step. We wanna celebrate that with them. So guys, why don't you stand with me and let's get ready to have a big celebration in this place. So, hey, look, if you're new to New Life, all right, this is your first time with us, you're a guest, you're a family member or whatever, the music is going to like, it's just gonna strike up Right? We're going to be baptizing people in the tank right over here. As they come out of the water, I just want you to cheer like you've been cheering all morning, excited for them. All right? So let's pray. Come on. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you speak to our lives still.
Lord, thank you that you're calling this church to multiply itself out in Ogallala. It's, we know, God, it's not going to be easy. But God, the best things are not easy. They take a, they take a sacrifice. Lord, we're, we're, we're hearing you call us to the sacrifice and we're saying yes. We're willing to go. Lord, speak to people right here about being a part of that. Put a burden on their heart to pray like never before. Lord, we're excited for these that are taking a step of water baptism today and they're following you in this radical way. We're excited for our students, our SUM students that are here and potential students that are going to be signing up today and in the next few weeks and the next few months to start in a, in a fall trimester. Lord, to follow the call of God in their life. We're excited for them. So, Lord, you're doing incredible things at our church. Thank you so much, Lord. May we just celebrate what you're doing today as we wrap up our service, celebrating lives, finding you, and lives being changed. In Jesus' name. And everybody said with a loud voice. Amen. Let's do it.